Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, in the first reading, we hear the great story of Jonah. Now, we all know this story by heart. In fact, we've been fascinated by this story for centuries on end. Even as little children, we've known this story. Now, the author deals with two calls in the story of the prophet Jonah. First, the author tells us of the call of Jonah himself to go and preach repentance to the pagan city of Nineveh and Jonah's reluctant answer to God's call. Second, the author describes a call to repentance addressed specifically to the people of Nineveh, who respond, and they do penance. Now, Jonah, or the book of the prophet Jonah, is the shortest book in all of the Bible. It's only four chapters. You can read it in one sitting. It's also one of the funniest books in all of the Bible. Strongly encourage you, take some time and read it. You'll enjoy it. Now, in the book of the prophet Jonah, we have a great lesson. It's the great example of the call of conversion. It's a basic biblical theme. We are a called people. You and I, all of us, are called people from the very moment of our baptism to become the people that God created us to be. Now, contrast that to our modern culture that tells us what? I'm in charge of my life. I will follow my own will. Don't you tell me how to live my life. Well, what's the problem with that attitude? It's not biblical. You can't find it in the Bible. The biblical heroes of the Bible place themselves in the passive voice. They are not directing their lives. Instead, God is directing their lives. What's the key for us? Allow our will to be absorbed, and in Jonah's case, swallowed up by God's will. See, that's what we must do, and that's what we learn from the story of Jonah. Now, Jonah is called by God. What's God's will for Jonah? To preach repentance to the people of Nineveh. So it begs the question, what is your call? We are all a called people. So what is your call? I'll give you some examples of what I mean. Say you work in law enforcement. You are a sheriff, a deputy, you are a police officer. You work in the courthouse as a lawyer, as a judge, a clerk, whatever shape or form. Well, make justice the center of your work. God is justice in and of itself. So allow justice to work in and through you. See, that's God working through you and you following or answering God's call. Maybe you work in education. Maybe you're a teacher, an assistant, a therapist. Maybe you work in administration as a principal, in a grade school, a high school, or college. Well, allow truth to consume you, such that truth motivates all your efforts, 
not conjecture or opinion, but truth itself. God is truth itself. So when you allow truth to dominate your life, you're following God's call. Say you you work in the medical field, in healthcare. You work as a nurse, a technician, a therapist, a doctor, or you work in administration. Well, allow the care for others to seize you. God always healed and loved all people. Well, when you allow the care for others to seize you, to be the central point of your life, well, now you are answering God's call. All of us are called. All of us have a mission to become the person that God created us to be. What do I mean by that? Well, God grabs a hold of you to the extent that God's will absorbs your will. And in doing so, now you are responding to God's call. You are becoming the person that God created you to be. And you're doing God's will in this world, which is good. As I've said many times before, we all have been made for a definitive purpose in this life and in this world. No one is here in this world by mistake or by accident. Therefore, we have to respond to God's call with faith. What does Jonah do with God's call? Does he obey it? No. The Lord says to Jonah, go east by land to Nineveh. What does Jonah do? Jonah does the opposite. He goes west by sea to Tarshish. Now, Tarshish is a city on the very western end of the Mediterranean Sea. We would translate Tarshish as Timbuktu, and it really is. Jonah is trying to run away from God. And so he's running to the furthest place possible from God, which really is Timbuktu. And so it begs the question that this is the central drama in the spiritual life for all of us. What do we do with God's call? The saints made God's call the central organizing principle in their life. Well, so must we. Now, we all know what happens in the story. A storm kicks up, Jonah is tossed overboard into the sea, and a whale swallows him up. Symbolically speaking, when our wills are resistant to God, our wills need to be swallowed up by God. Our wills need to be absorbed into God's will so that we might do God's work in this world. Now, here's the interesting part of the story. Jonah is confined in the darkness of the whale's belly for three days and three nights. Jonah, you could say, needed this period to prepare himself to conform his will to the will of God. Now, this is a common theme throughout sacred scripture. The great biblical figures of the Bible have done just this. I'll give you some examples of it. Look at Joseph in the Old Testament. He had the gift by God, the ability to interpret dreams. But as a young boy, he was an obnoxious kid. He was completely full of himself. That's why his brothers could no longer take him. They sold him into slavery. Now, while living in Egypt as a slave, he's accused of a crime that he never committed. And so he spends seven years in an Egyptian prison. That was a period of time for Joseph that he needed so that Joseph's will could be swallowed up 
by God's will. Later on, as an adult, he became a great figure that saved the entire country of Israel from starvation. And yet, he needed his will to be absorbed by God's will in order to do good in this world. Look at Moses. Moses was a prince of Egypt. He was used to getting whatever he wanted. One day, he sees a Hebrew being abused by an Egyptian official. He loses his temper and he kills the Egyptian official. Now, there's someone in control of his emotions. Now, is he destined to be a great leader for Israel? Absolutely. But he needed time. Time to allow God to swallow up his will. And so he fled into the desert and lived there as a shepherd for many, many years before God finally called him to be the leader of the Israelite people. And so it begs the question, how do you read the times of darkness in your life? How do you understand the times of despair in your life? The times in which you feel that your plans aren't turning out. Times when you didn't accomplish what you set out to do in life. Now, you could read or understand those times as simply dumb suffering. Or you could read or understand those times as a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ. That those times are whereby our will is being conformed to God's will, just like the great biblical heroes. Now, there's that great beautiful detail that while in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, Jonah prays the whole time. It's easy for us to pray when everything is going our way, but it's a little bit harder when things are not going well. See, that's why it's so important. It's during those times, the challenging times, the dark times, that we have to continue to pray, just like Jonah did. Now, the whale takes Jonah to Nineveh, the place where God intended Jonah to end up. Now, this is very important for us to understand in the story. Sometimes the darkest times of our lives might just be the vehicle by which God is bringing us back precisely where he wants us to be. And I think that's a powerful lesson that we learn in the story with Jonah. Now, in the first reading from today, we hear Jonah, he walks through the city streets of Nineveh and he preaches repentance. All the people in the city listen to him and they repent. Now, one of the funniest parts of the story, it says all the animals, including the cattle, repent. So what can we make of this story? Well, when we cooperate with God's will, we will do good things in this world, just like Jonah did. When we cooperate with God's will, God's grace flows in and through us so that we become conduits of God's grace in this world for others. Better yet, we become the person that God created us to be. And that's so important. That's our goal in life. Strongly encourage you, take some time this week. Read the book of the prophet Jonah. It's only four chapters. You can get through it in one sitting. It's one of the funniest books in all of the Bible. You will enjoy it. Teaches us some powerful lessons. Teaches us that, yes, we are a called people. We are called by God. And the call in life may be a challenge at times. And the future may not always be clear for us. 
But we must respond to God's call and respond to it in faith. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.